Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. 19 Marvel Studios films, and dang it if we're not still pumped as all get out. Listen to a group almost as sizable as the cast of Avengers Infinity War go gaga while one guy complains about comic books. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for The Avengers, Avengers Infinity War, Rogue One, Bambi, Watchmen, Captain America Winter Soldier, and Voldemort's Nose. I want everyone to think back to May of 2008. You know, it was a hot summer. Bees were buzzing. People were probably grilling and stuff. Is this when Iron Man came out? Why do you have to beat Did me today? You can't even give me one second to get to Is that where you're going with this? Hey, Josh, I'm so sorry about a that. A then brand new <laughs> and semi-unknown movie studio house, Marvel Studios, had adapted and released their first feature film, Iron Man. Oh. Which at, the, at the time was a, a, a relatively oh, unknown comic book character in the terms of household names, you know. Uh, unless you grew up playing that Avengers arcade game that had Iron Man in it, totally. or you read the comic books, people are like Iron Man. Which one's that? He's certainly not a Spider Man or a Superman or a Batman. He's an Iron Man. <laughs> 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 so people goes to see this and they have a good time. In they had, fact, they had a great time. Uh, I'm gonna venture a guess to say that everyone who's on the show tonight did go see Iron Man and has a story to tell about it. So Liam is on the show. Bongiorno. Liam, what was it like when you saw Iron Man? Uh, went into Iron Man, uh, I mean, similar to what you said, like, I mean, I never read the comic book growing up, so forth, and I was just like, Iron Man, the guy wears like a, an iron suit, like, what does he do? But uh, <laughs> I tell you, I, I tell you, like, like, how does that fly around? Like, I just, I don't know, he had like this really bland looking face, just not very appealing. Yellow and red, yeah. No. <laughs> Not for me, baby. I mean, I'm thinking iron. I'm thinking a cast iron skillet and making waffles. Uh-huh. Something like that. So you know, anyway, um, but they cast the magnificent revelation in Robert Downey Jr., rejuvenating his career, uh, let's and he made it happen. That. It was fantastic. And his persona magnificent f- revelation are the right words for Robert uh, Have you seen anything as good as that since, what, 16 Candles? Come on, Tyler, please. Oh, what about 16 candles a Scanner is a Darkling? Sk- 16 Candles is not John Hughes' best film. That's not what we're saying. Right. <laughs> what are you going on about a Scanner Darkly for? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is in it, and he's, he's excellent. Great. He's great in that movie. Scanner Darkly. Yeah, yeah, Tyler, you should love this. You always go on about a Scanner Darkly. I like oh, Scanner really? Darkly. I didn't know that. He's also in a, a guy to recognizing your saints, which I also go on about. Okay. <laughs> he's also in Allie McBill. <laughs> That's true. Zodiac. Right? All right, come All right. on. So he comes back and just personifies this character, makes him identifiable, relatable to audiences, and... And he's basically a Bruce Wayne or Batman that everyone knows the identity of. And, you know, I can identify with that. Hence, I get it. I'm Iron Man. You think, <laughs> you think that's why they chose Iron Man? I think so. Maybe. This is like, how do we, yeah. Let's get another they superhero. They could start fresh. Here. Yeah. And Iron Man, which yeah. is the easiest one to compare to Batman. And yeah, a story that no one really knows. You know, it's, they don't, it's not a retelling of a story. They can start really fresh yeah, with that. He's not some mm. Asgardian god. Yeah. Or a... They had to have well, an office good, somewhere with I mean, papers all over the floor and Iron like, Man I could, guess yeah. let's just try Iron Man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Iron right. Man could happen, right? It, just like Batman could happen. Right. That's what I identify did, with. That's a good point. What, when did Gotham's... Gotham? What's the first one called? Good grief. I don't remember. Batman well, none of them Bat- are called yeah. Gotham. 
<laughs> Gotham's Night. My, that Gotham must be a Town, video. USA. That's a video game. I'm getting it screwed up with a video game. Yeah. Uh, hey, Peter's here. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good segue. Who let Peter in? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Who let Peter in? Out? What year did uh, Batman Begins come out? Well, same same maybe that was Does like, anyone want to guess before I was it the same year? I think it was the same year. Yeah, 2008. A, 2008, though. No, it wasn't. No, it was much earlier than that. It was much earlier than that. 2004? 2005. So maybe that was yeah. the Liam has it. It was 2005. Wow. Batman begins. That was 2005. 2005, yeah. Oh, 2005. Chris Nolan takes the helm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, mm. Liam, you liked it is what you're saying. Iron Man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two iron thumbs up. And you were, and you were though you didn't grow up reading uh, Iron Man, you were a fan of the comic books. The um, comic books with the capital CB. Uh, like comic books. Yeah, I like yeah. comic books. Right. But not, not Iron Man. Didn't not Iron Man. Yeah. Didn't yeah. read it. Mm. Didn't read it. Didn't even look at it. Guess what? Fresh blood, fresh fish. Fresh blood. On the show tonight. We have our friend Jaron. And here's an anecdote about Jaron before he even uh, gets a chance to tell his Iron Man story, which is, I think we spoke about Jaron on the show, didn't we? We talked about Jaron. We talked about how he... He's got opinions and we reference him. In one episode, he approached us at a Christmas party. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There he is. I listened to that one. This is the Christmas party I listened party to that one. Yeah. yeah. The Room. Yeah, and he wanted us to watch The Room and do an episode yeah. on The Room. It was his copy of The Room that we borrowed. No, your, your roommate. It wasn't Blu-ray, though, because I heard Josh yeah. Porter we come Yeah, yeah. what yeah. kind of garbage Fast is that forward into the us? future, we watched that copy of The Room yeah. and did an episode on it and so talked you, about the Christmas party guy. So Here he is on the show. Jared, Jared, go ahead and tell everybody you're welcome for The Room episode. Yeah, you're welcome for that, by the way. It's probably yeah. your best episode, huh? Best podcast. <laughs> Jaron, in 2008, did you see Iron Man? I did. I was 13 at the time. Um, I, I think, for me, it just was a really fun movie. I love Robert Downey Jr. He made Tony Stark. And it made me fall in what love with him. How do you... Because... How does anybody even know who Robert Downey Jr. is before Iron Man? That's uh, Chaplin? why. Chaplin? Chaplin? Me Anyone? Come on. So, you're... You Especially loved as a 13-year-old. You went to How see Iron Man, known? and you were introduced to Robert. I was Jr. exactly. I I was introduced, and he he like made that character. I fell in love with Tony He's Stark. Well, Iron, Iron Man. Man became my favorite superhero after that movie. Oh, mm, thanks. So you, you like really Bethany. liked it. Yeah, I'm, Bethany's about. As I have big a lot to say about Downey him in the in the upcoming ones too, or Ooh, wait. more to come. But I right. loved the movie. Long story short, loved it. Okay, that was great. great. So far, everyone loves Iron Man. Now, Andrew Tyler Hands, the resident pushback on the superhero <laughs> genre. <laughs> I liked Iron Man. Yeah, yeah I know oh, you yeah. did. I don't remember <laughs> seeing it in theaters though. Maybe I did. I don't know. Who cares? How can you not remember? It was just ten years ago. I, do, I don't remember if I saw it in theaters. Yeah, you have time. no remember of being in a movie theater watching it? You probably didn't see it in a movie no, theater. No, I, I have a memories of sitting on a couch watching it. Okay, that's probably where you saw it for the first time. Maybe. But the point Definitely. is, you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> they played it on an FX like every day. I, I love movies. I go to the movies. I could have seen it in Did theaters. you see it on TBS, maybe? It, it might have been, been at Harkins Theaters and Prescott Valley. Oh, no, don't go back to Prescott, please. <laughs> You liked it. I don't know, man. Thought you liked it. It was a lifetime ago. Did you like it to the did you you saw it and liked it? That's what we're getting at. Yeah, Iron Man's great. Did you go, Oh man, how about that? Or was it just like that wasn't bad? Yeah. No, I said that's great. Okay. I said, Wow, what a what a great fun fun uh super sounds (laughs) good. I did not say that. (laughs) (laughs) I said to myself, Wow, look at the weather outside. (laughs) I remember genuinely being surprised by how good it was. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It was a whole new a whole new era of superhero movies. And uh, next to Tyler is Mike Jensen, hey, who up? actually, Yo, Mike. here's another fun anecdote. 
okay. about another contributor on the show tonight. Mike walked into the room tonight and said, oh, man, you're not recording already. I was just going to walk in and walk out. Yeah, and I, I said, now nah, you might as well sit down. Here you are. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> there you are. You have, weren't you particularly inspired by Iron Man? Or was that Man of Steel that made you move across the country? Well, Man of Steel definitely did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> I, I do remember seeing Iron Man, and I remember it affecting me, but not in that way. I didn't move anywhere at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, <laughs> I just didn't saw it and stayed living where you were. Yeah, I yeah. didn't get up and go. But Patrick was sitting next to me, and I'm trying to remember if we saw it together or not, or if we all saw it individually and then met up. Yeah, I, re- I remember particularly, I can tell you, you want to know? Okay, yeah, when did I see it? Because I can't remember. You and Patrick and I and a couple of other folks uh, piled into uh, Patrick's Ford Mustang and drove to Savannah, Georgia oh boy. to watch it. You remember that? Yeah. How far was that drive? Let's not go, go back, back to, to Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it. Yeah, it was hot. And I remember we were thinking, oh, this will be cool. You know, it's almost just like... It's a movie. Let's go see a summer movie. But then we, we left all abuzz. Wow. How mm-hmm. great was that? Yeah, we went in for the AC and we came out just mm-hmm. fans. Yeah, <laughs> we came out uh, human fans. There. <laughs> so, Patrick, you were on that trip. What would you think? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I loved it. It was great. I remember when we saw it, there was an audible. Because remember the title card comes out so cool like after they tie him up and pull the mask off and says Iron Man really big. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's like and way we were, delayed. Right? Yeah, and all of us were like, dang. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we all liked it. It was good. Title cards are important. They, they are. Well, well timed title card mm. is really great. <clears throat> Timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that was like Timing. 20 minutes in, right? It's like the whole time. It had a long yeah, intro yeah, for sure. Yeah, they had a yeah, long. Yeah. A good title card, a well-placed title card can be as memorable as any scene in the film. And uh, adversely, a lack of title card can also be an effective strategy. Right, Tyler? Right. There's another Marvel movie whose title card we often bring up and celebrate, which is... Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, that was a great yeah, one. Yeah. Is that also It's just integrated delayed? into Wait, the scene. You're talking about volume okay. two or the first one? one? The first well, two's one. good, too. Two's really cool. But one is stronger. Yeah. It's integrated into the scene, and it's just him dancing that, with that, that extra wide shot. What about Groot shot? in the MP3 player thing? Yeah, that's cool. But it's not as strong as the first. Jerry, would you? I'm trying to fight you. you I'm on this show to fight you, Tyler. (laughs) Now, uh, Peter's finally back on the show. That's right. uh, right. After many episodes of saying, remember when Peter said this? And then we'll say, we should get that guy back on here to say something stupid. I I was still saying stupid things that just weren't being recorded. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I like it. You did have the, I don't know if you moved anywhere over it, but you did have some kind of uh you know super inspirational moment oh, yeah. with iron man yeah, or totally. at least after the fact what was that yeah it uh inspired me a lot it's kind of funny it's kind of funny to s- sit here now and think about it because like yeah i went and saw that movie i was blown away but not because of the superhero thing but just like how cool he was he was the like science yeah the science like that mm. he was like mm-hmm. designed this thing from scratch like wrote all the code did all the electrical engineering did all the structural design like all totally one dude capable of like I don't know I guess it was like a superpower but the superpower isn't that he's this strong dude in a suit the superpower, superpower is, is that he has that dumb beard right right <laughs> it's that sweet goatee careful that goatee is sick <laughs> careful. so would you call Iron Man like the modern day Elon Musk y- yeah yeah I would say so <laughs> The modern day. What, where is Elon Musk? But modern day. <laughs> it's, fu- it's funny because it's the reverse. You know. Yeah. People right. call oh. him the 
the modern day Wait, yeah. Tony Stark. Calling, oh, okay. Elon Musk I've heard, is, is the... Um, what's his name? The guy... He's the Tony Stark. And I Aviator, reversed it. What's the movie Aviator <laughs> Beta? What's his name? Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Howard Hughes. I heard that. Isn't... Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Right. He was the actor in that movie. <laughs> um, Spruce Goose? Yeah. Was it... Uh, Stark like modeled based on Howard Hughes. Yeah, Howard Hughes is like sure. real life. Yeah, he was like mm-hmm. insane. I s- yeah, it yep. seems like it could be true. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, it inspired me, and then I went to school for like ever for mechanical engineering, and I did a bunch of electrical and computer science stuff. So, have and then that's kind of what I'm doing now at work. So, it's have you built an Iron Man suit yet? Yeah, it's you know I'm working on <laughs> it. No, I'm, no, I'm not working on <laughs> it. Just like I made it, but I it doesn't tell you guys. fit. <laughs> yeah, but, you have uh, to sign one of those. What are they yeah. called? NDAs? Do not resuscitate. Oh, yeah, do that. Right. Do not resuscitate. <laughs> Non-disclosure. Yeah. That's an iron lung. Whoops. Non-disclosure agreement. I'd have to oh, have you guys sign it all. Yeah. So May in Georgia, you might remember going to the theaters. Josh, what was your experience? Mm. Oh, the same exact one that Mike and Patrick had. Oh, right. <laughs> like I was in the room with them. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys had to... Uh, take a road trip to go to the theaters in no, a Ford it's, Mustang. It's like a forty-five minute drive to get to a 40? movie theater, like a decent one or any or like any movie theater wow. at the time. Yeah, that's a, that yeah. Sucks. Yeah, they really want it. We lived in a rural location, but I do remember this. I remember it being one of those movies that you know Tyler said uh, back on I think the, a Quiet Place episode. He used the term groundswell. He's groundswell. like everyone's talking about how great it is and it's going to contribute to its success. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being water, one of those things where, talk. yeah, you walk out and everyone was, you could just tell we were going to be talking about it forever because we were like, oh man, what about this? Well, you know, when you're just telling one another what you just saw in the movie, <laughs> right. remember this part? Remember no, I guess that, I do. <laughs> remember when he like had that thing in his heart? <laughs> <laughs> so how about when he fired that little missile and he turned around and walked away before it even blew up? Man, yeah. that was so cool. That was crazy, man. And then you'd go somewhere else. And you know, and other people are like, "Did you see Iron Man?" And yeah, I saw Iron Man. What am I, some kind of idiot? Yeah, yeah. I saw Iron Man. They're all talking about, it. and you start to be like, "All right, all right, we all like it, all right." Yeah. You know what I mean? Start to feel like a sheep. That's how it was. Everyone was talking about how great Iron Man yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like uh, it almost felt like when Batman Begins, or especially the Dark Knight, came out. Oh, the Dark Knight. And anywhere you went, everyone's got to talk about this movie, and you just felt like being like, "Look, we all like it. <laughs> no one has anything bad to say. How about that?" It's just you know. Now we have a podcast for exactly right. that purpose. So, sure. so I have a question about that. The whole Marvel plans. Do you guys know if when they made that movie, they were planning this insane, like, project, you know, like, yeah, this. So not to the degree or, that they are, that they. Do they have a 10 year plan? That they right, right. Because they they, be I remember early on hearing like. Thanos to. I can't remember which stage it was, but they had like created, a, I think, like three different ones. And I remember this nerd on YouTube being like, yeah, then they're going to do this. And then like five years, they're going to bring all these people. And I'm like, there's no way this is going to happen. This guy's insane. And now it's there. And I'm like, they've made so much money. I guess now I'm wondering how long. Un- yeah. And honestly, I'm sure when they started with Iron Man, it sounds unfathomable that they would get to where they are now, 10 years later, in 20 movies. Right. But... It's unprecedented yeah. what they've done. They yeah. have the question is: was there was that their initial trajectory? Well, I mean, I imagine that it would have to be based on success, right? Yeah, Even if that was their. It was an ambition. So I remember at the time that um, 
Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk had release dates, and they had both come into completion. Incredible they, Hulk with same year, Norton, yeah, same Edward year Norton. with Norton. But Universal was a studio also attached to Incredible Hulk, so it was complicated. Uh-huh. So Marvel Studios didn't even know if it was going to get off the ground the way that they were hoping. So they were banking big on Iron Man, mm-hmm. and they attached that stinger. If you recall, at the uh, at the post credit scene in Iron Man, is Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Yeah, right. At this point, Samuel L. Jackson showing up for the possibility that he might become a character in a movie and uh and he says the avengers thing and at the time that could have been enough it could have just been like isn't it neat that they mentioned the avengers at the end of iron man but even then putting a stinger in during the credits is was a brilliant move as well for groundswell it was yeah people hanging out saying did you see that thing in the credits yeah no kidding no and it was a way to like semi commit. Yeah, they go back <laughs> and they have to watch it again and sit through the credits. Yeah, the ground was so swole. The ground was swole. It was swelling, man. My and I gosh. remember uh, reading a copy of Patrick's Wizard magazine, which right. he had a subscription to. It's a comic what? book magazine called <laughs> Wizard. <laughs> Nerd. Don't know what Wizard? You know what Wizard is? I don't know what Wizard is. <laughs> you don't I, really I, don't know. I honestly don't. It's just I, a it's full a comic on book magazine. Yeah, it's yeah. a magazine about comics. Is it Georgia? Thing? It's awesome. No, it's no, no. It's a magazine about comics books yeah yes. and, and comic book culture about artists and stories and things yeah. like that and, it, and then it also you tells you like yeah. yeah it tells you like the prices uh, of certain comics in the back too. yeah like there's a, a little thing that shows you how much the, this well. wizard magazine thing is definitively showing everyone's age in the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> wizard magazine yeah this thing. wizard might be around look that up no yeah yeah because no print media when they went out of business so Patrick had a subscription to Wizard Magazine with yeah. Tony Stark on the cover, which at the time was just like, how does Wizard have Robert Downey Jr. on the cover of their magazine? You know, like, because it's Wizard. Yeah. Right. And there was a full-on interview with Robert Downey, and he straight up said, I remember specifically sitting in my house at the time when the movie was about to come out, and he was saying there was no way that the rest of the plan was going to come to fruition. Like they said, oh, we've heard talk that there might be, you know, like you might do a Captain America movie and this kind of movie. And he said, all those ideas are dumb. It does, none of them are realistic. Our movie is realistic. We'll never get all the actors in one room. We can't even get them on a phone call. But right. hey. They didn't have everybody cast at that point. Yeah, he's like, know? isn't it fun to dream or something like yeah. that? But, but isn't it enough? That it, they had two movies that were li- existed in the same universe in one year. Yeah, that yeah. alone yeah. is impressive. Not to mention that the Hulk Incredible Hulk, Hulk, Hulk yeah. didn't he, didn't have the guts to put its post credit scene after the credits. It's like the end of the movie, kind of. Not even fully at the end of the movie. There was a scene after it. Tony yeah. Stark shows up in a bar and talks to Ross and says, "What would you t- say if I told you we were putting a team together?" Oh, and then you're right. thinking. So are we mm-hmm. doing it or what? And right, Ro- right. meanwhile, Robert Downey's going, there's no way we're doing it. <laughs> but yeah. the movie comes out and it's this astronomical success. Hulk is a success probably based almost entirely on the fact that it was on the heels of Iron Man and, and the groundswell about groundswell. Tony Stark showing mm-hmm. up in Iron Man. It's a real and thing. And then immediately in the summer of 2008, they greenlit and set release dates for Captain America and Thor. Um, and I remember thinking like, holy crap, because all these movies are going to be connected. That That's four movies that we're going to have all set in the same universe, but different characters. And the coincidence is they're all Avengers characters. And they're all Avengers characters. And well, actually, mo- <laughs> actually, it was the next movie after Incredible Hulk was, it was Iron Man and Hulk in 08. And then and then Iron then Man not until 2010 that we got Iron Man 2. Right. 
And then they greenlit Thor, Captain America, and Avengers for 2011 and then 2012. Right, because they hadn't become a steam locomotive. It's like the whole Pixar thing. Remember when we went back to rank Pixar? We're like, wow, it's Toy Story. Then a million years go by, and then they start coming out annually. Because they were like, oh, we didn't know this was going to work. It is working. But at 10 years and 20 movies, they caught up. Yeah. yeah. They they did it just fine. (laughs) They did all right. Uh, And by the time that we, I mean, we already did an episode ranking the Marvel movies. Tyler pitched a fit about it for this very reason. He's a fit pitcher. Here we are again. We said we would rank it. But the reason I went back all the way to the beginning is because at the beginning or the opening moments of uh, Avengers Infinity War, you get the way too long Marvel Studios card that's just so masturbatory at this point. It's just like showing you Still every character. Like, yes, I know Still where I am. Look at all these characters. <laughs> you look at them. <laughs> you remember. You, you remember what you're doing here. Yeah, that's Ant-Man in there. <laughs> <laughs> then at the end, in the, the, the I-O in Studios becomes a 10. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of a neat little moment. It was like 10 that. years, years of Marvel Studios. 10 years of Marvel Studios. In 2018, it started in 08, 10 years since then. It's pretty. Right, 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 it's right, a right. decade. Checks out. And then what unfolds in the, in the following two and a half hours is what can only be described as the culmination of <laughs> yes. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, Lord. If the original Avengers film, the Joss Whedon film, which at the time to me was the equivalent of Iron Man on steroids. It was the most satisfying. I can't believe I saw this. They're all there. It's amazing. True. It was so good. Hulk smashing aliens on sea Yeah. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Mike had a big problem with the sea You can go back and listen to our Avengers episode, which I think is like episode three or Number three, and it's titled Avengers Sucks. Yeah. On, really? On, what? Yeah. Because title. of Mike. <laughs> it did suck. <laughs> <laughs> that was clickbait because of Mike. We all liked it. Mike clickbait. had a problem. Uh, <laughs> then you're watching, to, if, if that was the if original Avengers film was the Iron Man effect on steroids, Infinity War to me was the Avengers effect on steroids. Right. This gigantic cinematic universe that now extends all the way out into the all cosmos the and back down again. Yep. Multiverse is all right there in front of you and coalescing and converging in this way that you just like in your wildest dreams if someone would have told you oh there's a scene there's going to be a scene where bucky picks up rocket raccoon <laughs> spins in a circle <laughs> shooting aliens in wakanda yeah. you would be like what are you talking about <laughs> nice. yeah and then there it is and not yeah, only was it you like, found that out just after watching first avenger <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Not so, the first Avenger, the, the Captain America. The first Avenger. First Avenger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And you're like, this dude from World War II is going to mm-hmm. pick up a future raccoon. Uh-huh. A talking <laughs> raccoon. In a hidden African country. <laughs> I just said you were crazy. <laughs> Liam, what did you think of Infinity War? Uh, you know, I, um, I think it was... I, I'm still like baffled as to how they were able to make... You know, over 27, like, decent characters, like, flow together and give them, like, ample screen time. Like, there's ensemble cast films, like, you know, Star Wars and... Oceans. Oceans 11, like, things like... I mean, that's a difficult thing to do, but when you're doing it in double digits like this... I mean, Mm. even the first Avengers was, how are they going to do all this? And And there was only, like, six. Yeah. Seven. Six or seven. Now, this is, you know, four times that. I I was amazed with it, and I was... I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. The amount of information that was just you're being hit with, and it's all worthwhile information. I had a little helm and bird in my chest. 
and I couldn't wait for like the next bit of information that was going to be dropped to me because it's just like, well, what's going to happen next? What happens next? Oh, that's just happened. That just happened. That just happened. And uh, I mean, just the colors, the direction, the editing, absolutely brilliant. Um, I can go on for it, but definitely worth a second viewing because it's so yeah. Cool. You just got to catch your breath. And like, okay, it was good, but I was very. They come out. That. They come out, guns blazing. Oh yeah, well they from the int- first scene, it, Thanos is walking around and Thor's on the ground. Introducing Thanos, I mean, this is this is the most, you know, like ominous character. I mean, some would argue since like Darth Vader, as far as being a villain, you can actually empathize with, and and just, I mean, he's he's portrayed wonderfully by Josh Brolin. He's great. He did um, a really good job for you know for what you can do with a CG character. We've come a long way since Jar Jar Binks. No kidding. You know, yeah. And freaking Thanos was looking pretty dang good, he too. Really right. like, there are scenes where it would be such a tight shot on his head, and you can see like the hair, the stubble on his head right. and his yeah. pores yeah. and really? stuff. And I'm like, Thanos looks freaking real to me. Yeah, man. I was staring at that chin like the entire <laughs> the chin, time. That's chin. a real alien. so convincing. <laughs> yeah. Jaren, what did you think of uh, cast him? <laughs> the movie that featured a very realistic looking Thanos? Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed it a ton. I, I was like expecting one of those American dream movies of like, oh, they're going to you know start off and they're going to throw you a big problem and then they're going to tie up all the holes and give you a little malevolence at the end just to keep you going. And it blew my mind there because I was hoping to walk out of the theater like, yeah. And I walked out of there just like, ugh. Like I, Charlie Brown and... Yeah. Kind of, but also just thinking. I, I ended Charlie up reading Brown. and researching for over an hour and a half, like two hours, because of the movie. So I, I, I mean, the movie was great. It just threw yeah. me deep into the Marvel, the Sounds MCU. Like you were traumatized. <laughs> kind of, honestly. Yeah. He was trying to make sense of his life afterwards. I was trying to make sense. Yeah, I don't know. So, but I thought it was. I'm gonna watch it again for sure. Like I thought it was amazing, and hard, and yeah, we'll see. Tyler, how was your time? As difficult as Jared's. <laughs> I don't know, man. He went through some stuff. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, I've I think I've notoriously been the most indifferent to all these superhero movies. Probably. At the very least, you try to bring us down off the high. Yeah, I always <laughs> say like, yeah, let's. It's just it's still superheroes, though, right? Which mm-hmm. is the same thing over and over. But the, but this one, yeah, it got me. Go. It got me. I feel go. like. 19 movies leading up to this <laughs> <laughs> might have been a long road, but the uh, the movie made it worth it. It made it worth all the work mm-hmm. because it it was a really fun, exciting two and a half hours of all your favorite superheroes. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it kind of makes sense that you like it because I feel like it's finally gotten to that point where it's no longer like a superhero movie no, i feel yeah. like it's, it's because it's now totally connected to like outer space and this now it feels like a sci-fi movie like a really good high budget sci-fi movie like it's transcended that i'm wearing a suit look like i made a crappy suit but i'm like fighting people and i'm yeah. strong it's like yeah i maybe i've just seen one too many origin stories right, right. yeah exactly this sure, is like, sure. like i think i've got origin story fatigue for yeah sure. but it's true all of these superhero sequels aren't aren't, aren't always that um exciting you know when they end you're like yeah that was that was something i guess <laughs> but uh, maybe they're on a new wave of uh, they've taken they've taken these marvel movies to the next level with ragnarok even guardians took to the next level earlier on ragnarok to another level yeah, yeah it's such a broad spectrum of genres now yeah not yeah. even just in terms mm-hmm. of sci-fi action adventure drama 
but in tonal genres right. where you've got like mm-hmm. kind of outrageous, colorful slapstick all the way to like sincere down to earth melodrama mm-hmm. stories that are set in somewhat of a realistic world and st- stories that are set in yeah. nowhere near yeah. a realistic world. Yeah. But even, even rewatching uh, civil war before going to see infinity war, <laughs> uh, I, I, was impressed how how solid Civil War is, and it's it's the more more streamlined Avengers type movie. And they're just I think they're just getting better. That's just what it is. Yep, I think totally. they're just getting mm-hmm. better, and it's worth all the time we've spent. Even Doctor Strange, it's like, oh uh, yeah, this is this is something, but it, they pushed it to new levels, and it got weirder and interesting. Yeah, and magical Batman Begins. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what's, what's I not that, to like? Uh, <laughs> I think that so true. that's a good point. I, I, I like enjoyed that. what Infinity War was, and I think it was worth having to know the 19 movies leading up to it mm. because it was it was so good. Yeah, how much they managed to do in this movie based on the other 19, freaking 19. But I keep saying that. It's like, good <laughs> yeah. lord, that's so many good. movies. But it was worth it. It was great. They, like, got, they got me back. I'm a little excited now. What's okay, next? Okay, sure. like How many how many James Bond movies are there? Not nineteen, but oh, Matt like Hughes somewhere is going. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. Whereas this, James Bond movies are like what four decades? Is this the biggest franchise now in history? What what oh, what's well, closest? I don't know. So how many Saw movies are there? I mean, what yeah, there's only the what, eight Saw, seven yeah, Saw like, movies right now. Is a show that's or got seven, like a eight? thousand seasons like a franchise? No, we're not, we we don't do shows. Okay. All right. Yeah, we, we don't, don't have TV franchise. on here. Cinematic franchise. Yeah. My, I thought it was good. Mike. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The stakes were really high, really fast. Um, like even uh, my thing with this universe is they don't put people in real peril, it seems to me. And when they were in the New York with Stark mm-hmm. running around and the cars were like like almost hitting people, like it made me feel like, oh, people are actually in danger. Um, so I like that part. Um, oh, that's interesting. You know, that's a that's a good point. That's a yeah. a back and forth conversation about the stakes of destruction in superhero movies. Because when yeah, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel movie came out, and it's like the whole world is being eradicated by these aliens, <laughs> right. and everyone's just like, "Where are the people? Are they're, they dead? I mean, what the heck is going on? <laughs> just crushing entire buildings." Yeah. yeah. Well, the stakes were set really high on this one because he just killed Loki. Right in the opening. Yeah, but I'm talking about real people, though. We can, we can. I mean, yes, real like, people. Dang, like normal you mean as guardians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We saw the aftermath. We didn't see too many. You mean saw, when you saw the when, when I see a pedestrian walking pedestrian, down the street right? and almost getting yeah. hit by a car, then you're like, oh, this is gonna. Because usually people. it's kind of like Godzilla. They just run and yes, scream. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you don't yeah. see what's going on. So even like, in Godzilla, they're like, we evacuated San Francisco. Yeah, and you're like, gone. well, though, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to cause so. a lot of expensive damage. Yeah. So I liked it, and I liked um, things with the, the sci-fi aspect for sure. That was cool, and the way everything glued together well. And you didn't get—I uh, mean, it was a lot of saturation, but it wasn't oversaturated just right. for the sake of it. Like it you could seemed to, yeah, yeah it, like, it was digestible. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I've only seen it once. I'm ready to see it again. Uh, and by the, okay, in the Thanos thing, I was like. Uh, this guy's purple. I can't. I you know what I mean? Like right away, I thought that I different like, shades too. <laughs> this guy's purple. I'm not going to be like terribly scared of him. He's pretty but, wide. 
He's you know like, how you got a problem with wide, wide people. But you don't like Grimace? He's like well-tempered, though. He's <laughs> but, like pretty calm, dude, you know? But Nothing. when they got into his backstory and his reasoning, like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, people, I mean, like, to me, I'm like, oh, people actually think like this. Like, this is a, this is like, like a real belief system for people. So then I was like, okay, I can kind of get with that. And then uh, the Sea-Doos were back for a scene, like a small Briefly. scene. But by, by then, I was like kind of scared already, so they worked for me. <laughs> like I wasn't, <laughs> no, but wait, I did see them. Just, I saw them. You I, didn't just not get distracted? You, they worked for you this time? By then, I was scared. Like okay. half the people were going to die, and these guys are on Sea-Doos. Yeah, you, it's a, actually like some level of genocide depicted on screen in the movie. Yeah. So then I saw their place. I saw, oh, that's what the sea yeah. is. Okay, for. genocide. All right, all right. What are the sea You know, in Avengers, yeah. when the Chitari ride out of the wormhole in the sky, and they're kind of like on these little vessels that look like jet skis. <laughs> they straight okay. up. Oh, like okay, sea <laughs> 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 Now, I thought in the theater, uh, sitting, I don't know if I was next to or near Mike, I thought of you while the movie started because. During our Avengers episode, episode three of You Hate Movies, Mike was just saying, I needed things to be darker. I need there to be a set level of realism to be convinced that there are real stakes in the world, which is kind of the point you're articulating right right now, right? And then he said in, I believe, a later episode that the trailer for Age of Ultron, he's like, oh, I can already tell I love this one way more because it was all sinister sounding. It had that Pinocchio song in the trailer. Remember that? No strings type I of thing? I got no strings. Yeah. Oh, it's all slow and scary. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that one's going to be better because it's darker. Well, uh, Infinity War starts with this like just super ominous score yeah. like like this dread and then there's just the opening shot is of bodies everywhere and I was like oh Mike must just be already he's ready to have a good time now. Yeah, it was so good. did you feel good about like the tone that it set yeah the tone the- I, well uh, the impact of just what happened too like I remember we were talking afterwards and days after about like what particular things you liked or you were asking me about the score throughout the movie and I was like I can only hear what was playing in the credits in my head still because it was so dark and you're thinking about what what the heck, man. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I really liked it a lot. It was good. It well, even just like holding yeah. Thor's head between his fingers, you're like, oh, geez, this is real. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Joker's big, y'all. Yeah, big purple hand. And then he just, yeah, he whoops up on the Hulk. It's like from the opening moments, they're like, oh, body is destruction. Thor's been in, at least incapacitated. Before, you know, whatever goes down with Loki, the uh, Hulk gets greased by Thanos in like just kind of a bear brawl fisticuffs type of thing. And he doesn't even have all the infinities. He, you know, his gauntlet's not even stockpiled yet. And right. he's like, oh, we're, we're in trouble. I yeah. do have a small asterisk for Hulk, the Hulk thing in the movie. And which is? He could, he's out of trouble hulking up, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that, that particular like, scene. He couldn't hulk it up. <laughs> he could. He's out of trouble with the Hulk oh, thing, you know. And uh, I don't I'm know. Lost. It was kind of weird. He's like, you're, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizard. Hulk, hulk dysfunction. Oh, yeah. Hulk dysfunction. HD. Tile dysfunction. Hulk tile dysfunction. By the way, Matt Hughes listening to this at work when you should be doing work. There are 24 James Bond films produced uh, by EON Productions and distributed by United, United Artists and MGM. Uh, so we're Thanks for looking there. that up. In, in 10 years, so a quarter of the time. Yeah, we're working on it. That the English have been putting those out. <laughs> it comes down there to There we go. The English. America. Got em. <laughs> now, Patrick, um, if Tyler is the resident pushback, uh, Patrick is the resident blinders on, but it was a Marvel movie. So <laughs> <laughs> What'd right. you think? Um, I I liked it a lot. I loved it. 
I loved it. Um, <laughs> He's crying. How did you yeah. stop it? What did you think of it? Um, I have a similar opinion to Liam's when he was saying he was on the edge of the seat the whole time. I couldn't believe what was happening and unfolding, and I really was like uh, in suspense the entire time. Even when I was laughing and having fun, I was like, well, what's going to happen now because everything is going so badly, and they keep screwing it up. Why mm-hmm. did you know, he loses his mind and punch him when they almost had the glove on. Yeah, but here's yeah. the crazy thing. Afterwards, I was talking to people about it. That it's just crazy to me. That this is a very ballsy movie because they uh, it's a Disney movie, remember? And right, it, And right. essentially, Disney made this, what could be hundreds of million dollars to make. And at the end of it, the bad guy wins and everybody mm-hmm. dies. Yeah. yeah. And we just Good have point. to wait a year to see what happens. And it says Thanos will return. And when's the last time Marvel hasn't like told us all their plans for years in advance? And they still won't tell us the dang title for the next Avengers movie. Yeah, it's right. still wow. listed as Untitled Avengers Film for May 3rd, 2019. Disney let them That's do good. that. That's very crazy. Well, Zoe almost dropped the ball. Listen to this. The, the next movie is Ant-Man this year, which is the summer. And Captain Marvel, which is March 8th, 2019. Yeah. That's... Two months. Two months before Avengers. Yeah. That's the first time we're going to get answers. I know. It's crazy. They're playing I mean, it so close to the chest, and it's working, obviously. You just right? don't, I, I actually don't know, so you know, don't, don't write down the spoiler, because I haven't seen anything for Ant-Man. I haven't watched the trailers or looked at the promotions or anything. But now I'm thinking, like, I'm going to sit down for this Ant-Man movie, and they're going to be like, but before all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah. we know that happened, but Ant-Man. <laughs> no. No. I mean, <laughs> and yeah. poor Ant-Man. I'm thinking, the, like, you know, about a half hour in, I'm going like, oh, crap. I'm not excited to see Ant-Man, because he, he worked so well in Civil War, uh-huh. more right. so than he worked in his own movie, which yeah. I also liked. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, they basically just turn to the camera and say, we couldn't fit Hawkeye and Ant-Man into yeah, this movie. Like, There's an Ant-Man, too. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was all the screen time we had, I guess you could call it that, being referenced. Peter, what the heck did you think about yeah. Infinity well, War? I was One comment about what Patrick said, you know, like Disney let them do that. I would let them do whatever they wanted to me if they were going to give me that much money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're making so much money. It's like at some point the kids don't matter anymore. You know? You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. Could you repeat that? Disney. Yeah, you're saying at this point Disney's probably like, oh, it seems like you know what you're doing. Just Yeah. I mean, they're making so much money and it's, they're still, what, it's still PG-13, right? It is, but it's so out of what Marvel usually does with their movies. It's a very, it's, it seems more like a DC movie, like so much it's dark. It's, dark. it's a lot it's more still, darker. They feel like there's other Disney properties that are darker. The pirates. Yeah, but Marvel is in tragedy. The pirate though. series are dark. Yeah, but the, the, the pirate series. Where are we at? <laughs> Those are your Disney. <laughs> Tyler, you're if reaching. If he's putting Disney at a certain standard of of quality and and, Ominous and family friendliness. Have you seen yeah. Lady and the Tramp? That guy has nowhere to live. Have you seen have you Rogue s- One? Everyone dies. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. All have you the seen, good guys. Have you seen Bambi? That's some serious yeah, trauma. Right away. That's probably why Jaren is Pinocchio so is messed up. <laughs> yeah, they're the... Oh, they're my bad. Remember what happens with those kids? They turn into man. donkeys? Oh, man. Yeah. All, all the parents horrifying. are always dead in every yeah. movie, yeah. like every yeah. cartoon. I, yeah, Disney the other day, is teaching the, the world's children about death. I had a, yeah, a whole six. like Key and Peele skit in my head that I was wishing we had the funding and outlet to create in which some guy sits down in like a writing room at Disney and he's like, okay, so we open on a family, they're together, the mom and dad say, to, and it's like, you know, and like some CEO's back is to the rest of the table. And everyone turns and looks at him, and it slowly turns around, and he's like, there are no 
moms and dads and, you know what i mean like he just walked sure. it's his first day on the job and <laughs> see it's funny it would have worked i uh <laughs> i like to think that peter's right that disney just lets marvel do whatever they want i i get that but i'm just saying this is so out he's of saying it's marvel noteworthy man. Yeah, no, although although yeah. patrick i can i think i can agree with you because if a disney executive is sitting there in that first screening and they're watching all the characters die. I could imagine they start to sweat a little bit. Yeah. yeah. As soon as, as soon as, as soon as they see Black Panther disappear yeah. into the thin air. Hold up. I hold like up, to think up. a Disney executive stood to his feet and said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> Bring him back. On whose authorization? Yeah. It's a, I think the most dramatic death in that movie was Spider-Man, and there was a kid sitting yes. in front of me, and he was like, "Oh no!" Yes. Like he literally was like freaking out and grabbing his dad, like, "No, no, 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 no!" And he's like, "It's gonna be okay, son." Yeah. The wow. few, he was one of the few to only feel it too. Yeah, right. he was yeah, one of the yeah. few. Yeah. Actually, they made it dramatic where he's like yeah. not quite going away yet. He's like slowly disintegrating. Like, I don't, I don't feel so good, Mr. Like, Stark. Right? That was a tough yeah. one, but he went the same way most of them did. What about Gamora's death? That was pretty brutal. Yeah, and speaking of touching. which, yeah. the Red Skull cameo oh, as man. a great fan of Definitely the first Avenger. That. Yeah, th- I was thrilled was to see that. I was like, "There he is!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hugo Weaving's still working. That's no, good. But it ain't Hugo Weaving. Yeah, why not? So that's the thing that I thought. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the double-sided aspect of the Red Skull. I said the Red Skull, and then he was like. I am the guardian. No, that ain't Hugo Weaving. <laughs> what, what the heck? What, who is it? And then the closer they got in on him, I'm like, it was a mask before. Why do we have to build him with CG now? We can't put a mask on that no, guy. No, the mask is no gone. nose. It's Hugo has it on his yeah, wall. He took it home. <laughs> yeah, Hugo took it home. He wouldn't bring it back. Did you like the thing or not? Oh Peter? yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, I like it. <laughs> I, yeah, I was very impressed. Um, just mostly with the movie making what uh, like a couple of the things they did i was like they did a really good job i think like <laughs> okay. uh, yeah like what like we know what is it am i being just specific enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that a few of you already alluded to it but it was like the, that whole thing like tons of information coming at you somehow you're still like totally intrigued and like you're not bored but i think the first thing i noted was like there was so much action and at no point was i like oh my gosh let's get on with this and it's like what is the distinction between this and those movies where you're, it's like 20 minutes of like, you know, I could almost imagine, I don't know what the screenplays look like or how they write them out for some of those movies that have tons of action, but it's just like, all right, then for 20 minutes, these dudes are like just fighting and then we'll go back to this scene and then we come back and these guys are still fighting. That's how it feels sometimes. Like, okay, yeah. I get it. They're sure. still fighting. It's hard. And they're trying to give you a sense of like what's happening. Or in this movie, it's like every fight scene seemed like it was like very deliberate, like, He's going to grab him and yeah. like tr- spin yeah. him up and then whatever. They made it kind of interesting. Every interaction wasn't just like they're going to be like knocking into each other and slamming <laughs> each other. Pushing each other. Yeah. Yeah. The kid hitting minutes. two action figures. Yeah, together. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I, if you can describe a movie as formulaic, I feel like they've got a high level, like, you know, nonlinear differential equation to, to represent, like, um, no, I've lost what I was saying. Yeah, I guess you, it's like if their there. formula is sophisticated. Like they're doing it well, but they Smart. know precisely True. what they're doing. You know, yeah. to the point that you're like, you never find yourself like, yeah. all right, get you know, like this incredibly new. I like to yeah. think that we at U8 Movies hold films to a higher uh, level of quality, where we want exposition to be seamless. Right. We want character development to make sense. And I feel like <laughs> is that so right. wrong? <laughs> we, we want ask we too want, much. We want storytelling to be thoughtful, and I feel like uh, 
most superhero movies are just they're they're just are what they are. It's just it's not a lot of cleverness to them. Right. Marvel's gotten a lot better at it. Uh, but I feel like this is one of the stronger storylines as far as character development, character motive, weaving together all of these separate storylines into one exposition flowing seamlessly. It made all of it made sense. I didn't see many spots along the way where I thought that's stupid. Well, yeah. how, how you wouldn't edit there? much from it, or just like, ah, eh, this is disposable. Like this, yeah. all feels quite valuable. It felt very intentional, very thought through, and well organized. It was good. I yeah. th- thought um, Jaron made a weird face though when I said <laughs> that. So let's see what. What's he your problem, Jaron? What the heck? No, is it's not that. I, uh, here's where. I, this is why Tyler invited me because I have a couple beefs. <laughs> wow. He's got some criticism. He's got the beef. Bringing the with beef. Thanos, they changed his mo part one right from originally. If we go into the Marvel, actually the comic uh, agenda well, of Well, now you're Thanos. talking. Now you just got to talk. As well, close look because at the I actually like the, the way that Thanos was portrayed more so in the comics than in where, this Where movie. do we get introduced to Thanos the first time? The, the super mid-credits. In the first Avengers. Avengers. He's floating in that chair. He's in a stinger. Yeah. He's not in the yeah. chair. You just see his head. You see his head oh. turn. He looks over his shoulder. And he's a, light, he's a lighter shade of purple. And so then we see him darker. in Guardians. Yep, yeah. I remember. Where right? else do we see him? Yeah, he's in Guardians. That's a, that's we see it. his gauntlet oh, in he, Thor. Yeah, he shows up at the end of Dark World. Is the There's a post credit scene where he reaches into a chamber and retrieves the and empty said, fine, gauntlet. Fine, I'll do it and myself. He says, I'll do it myself. Yeah. All right. So fine, that, I'll do it myself. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. all we know about Thanos, other than the Guardians talking about how, he, how much he sucks. Kamara's like, oh, he's a bad guy. He really only shows up in that one scene, one or two scenes in the original Guardians where he turns around yeah, and talks with a Freddy Krueger voice. Right, but they're... <laughs> Boy! That's what he says to that. Kamara and talk about him a lot. And whoever they're fighting, uh, Ronan references it. Yeah, Ronan. Yeah, Ronan's getting his power from Thanos. Yeah. Boy. So our our experience with Thanos <laughs> is like, oh, that's the dude that is really going to be trouble for all these Avengers eventually. Yeah, they right. very over time, graciously and with restraint, established him as some kind of yeah. powerful figure out there. So how does that differ from the comic books? Well, the can I talk about that? Is why, why are yeah. we caring? <laughs> I mean, like even because as, even as hard, I mean, like at least a couple of us. I've read a great deal of Marvel comic books, and what, what, what do we care? We're, These are okay. movies. We're going in. Well, I just felt like Thanos, the, the whole um, introduction of his main agenda, I needed more of a, cl- like, I felt like there was a gap there. The, one of the most haunting lines that he motive. gave, his mo- it is motive, absolutely. But one of the most haunting lines that he gave, I wish they went more with this, but when Gamora was like, why are you doing what you did about her homeland? And he basically said, but isn't that planet thriving now? That was spooky. Like that definitely stuck with me. But oh yeah, absolutely. Because then you start to really actually look at Thanos and saying, is he right in what he's doing? But that's what I wanted. I definitely wanted more. But they needed to close the gap between how did he go from seeing Titan become this like voidless planet that you know really just ostracized him as a you know deviant uh, Titan or whatever. How does he go from that? that? You're a Titan if you live on Titan. No, he's a he's a part deviant. Immortal yeah, but like or something. It's a coincidence, Tyler. Citizens of Titans are also Titans? No, I don't think so. Ti- Titonians? Yeah, Titonians. Really? Titonians. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> does it, no. my God. You, All that to say, they're, they're Titans. <laughs> but he's part deviant, they right? They are the Titans. I yeah. remember the Titans. Yeah. No, as far as the comic, but <laughs> okay. yeah, wow. it's not mentioned in the movie. But wow. it, so all that to say, I think I needed more. I wanted more of like this closing together of how do you go from Titan to now like I will give everything for the sake of 
humanity being or life in uh, the universe being you don't restored. think you could fill that in in your head like <laughs> that's why i had to go read that's why i read a ton i was like okay what is going on because for me i was like it was losing it's like malevolence you know and i think because they did that on purpose because they want you to get this tragic character this tragic villain that you empathize with but you know is doing it the wrong way but you know the worst kind of evil is when you know that they you know they see good in it or their good is like they can get there through unholy means though it's a good end, but to the means to get there is like really just Yeah, I dark. just sat there and I said, oh, so he's going to kill a whole lot of people to preserve a little bit. Isn't this Watchmen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the motive is just explained to us with his conversation he has with Gamora. We get the The, the thriving planet. She's the tiny little green girl. Yes. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> They and can make like, they can put makeup like, on I, her, but not the rest. I kill go. half of them yeah, for right? the sake of the rest. It's the only way for them to be able to thrive. And her only argument is, "You don't know that." Yeah, she says, <laughs> "You so don't know that." Yeah, all the Avengers are fighting back because you, we don't know that. I think right. actually that there was. I thought I appreciated the, the brevity of her pushback because it really, even though it sounds silly when you make it sound silly, but there was there was. <laughs> Everything that it, about um, a rebuttal to Thanos that's if it's summed up in the ethic, you know, the Avengers, of course, they're going to fight a guy who's trying to kill half the people in the universe. Right. You got to well, sure, fight big, that guy. That's a big. Right? Uh, but it's yeah. only half. That's what I kept thinking. I'm <laughs> like, this half. guy's not even, he's going to leave most. This is the ultimate. This is the ultimate. This is the ultimate is the glass half full. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Can I also but, ask, like, what what about Avengers One when the Chitari came? Like, whose agenda was that? I think that obviously there's a little bit of slippage here because the Russo brothers had that was, that was Loki causing that. Yeah, but, but well, Loki f- under the leadership under Thanos. Under Thanos, did say yeah. something like they were testing Earth. They, they mentioned something like that. Yeah, they, they wanted to test it. and see what they had yeah. the potential yeah. of the yeah. Avengers. So yeah. that's all like it was. It was a test. Because you wanted to get the, you wanted to make ensure that there was the Tesseract, because they knew there was an Infinity Stone. And they w- this, so it's know. always a hunt for the stone. We don't know. That clear, I don't right? think. I don't think Marvel knew the Tesseract was going to be an Infinity Stone right. until they were like, oh, we should probably say where these things are. That makes more sense. This cute, you know, it's like they pulled a George Lucas on it and said, oh yeah, yeah that thing's always been <laughs> an Infinity <laughs> Stone from day one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we drew it uh, first, and then and then Thanos got nuked, sort of. The shot of him. Oh right, that's right. With Iron Man, that's right. Yeah. So well, Thanos wasn't Iron up there for that. Had a close encounter. The before. six years in my mind thing. I love that. I thought that was awesome. So when Gamora, oh, says you're talking about Tony Stark. You're talking about the dreams that Stark started having during. Yeah. Uh, well, Age he of even says in the movie, he's like, "You've been in my mind for six years." Well, that's because he saw all the Avengers. Exactly dead. the fear-based thing, which is why Iron Man. How became did he get so those fear-based. dreams? How did those start? Oh, yeah, that's good. That was from Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Scarlet yeah. Witch. She she uh, did her whole thing, but, which I believe she's totally overpowered. Just my opinion too. But I, she, I don't like her. But so somehow Scarlet Witch manipulated his brain into seeing what Thanos was going to do in the future. Maybe she. Well, we don't. It know. Did. Well, she corrupted what he was seeing as his fear. She like mul- probably, I, in my opinion at least, she multiplied that fear because when he looked at it, he was like, "What is this for?" His vision did include the flying worms from Dune. Yeah, that are also the were whales? also in the. Uh, Gamora, the wrecking of Gamora's home planet. Those doom yeah. worms were up there flying around. Oh, so maybe really? she just allowed yeah. him to see a possible and the sea or something. <laughs> right, like one of the futures that Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, for for God's <laughs> sake! <laughs> I was trying That's to say another hole. <laughs> Gamora. When she says you don't know that, she's essentially saying that's not your call to make. 
you don't have the authority or the right to say like, oh, here's how we fix this problem, and it involves killing half the people. Right. I, I heard a, but, a but great argument. He rebuttals. He himself rebuttals to that because he says, you know, no one was going to do this great thing. That's why and he's now in, he has now a resolve. Do it. Where did that resolve come from? Where did well, that? I'll do it myself. It. Because well, he's it's just like, like, he's, power. He's, he's just very, a dictator. He's also obsessed with power. That's is usually he, what at most, no point does he like well when he's collecting the infinity stones me, he's always like what about the end credit how is that how is that <laughs> power <laughs> how is he flexing you <laughs> say he was flexing he's always flexing did you oh notice gosh. that they yeah. have to they have to show oh articulate some way that he's being imbued with this power how else would he do it he's just like yep yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh boy, he was into it. I would do he it too. Like how into it he was. But listen, I heard a great, I heard a great uh, criticism of Thanos's plan to save the universe from themselves. If he had such immense power that he could wipe out half of the planet, am I giving away your? No, no, keep going, you? keep going. Uh, if Thanos could had enough power to eliminate half the population on any given planet, doesn't that mean that maybe he has the power to like? Fix poverty. Create more resources. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. If Can you, you have all six stones, if you have the, po- yeah, you have the your creator the God. the people themselves. He's going to give them more resources. They're just going to screw it up again. He has to keep it in a balance for them to succeed. Well, then, Patrick, That's the reality stone. Yeah, dude. You can change. Can be created nor destroyed. You can change First perspective. Law of thermodynamics. Ooh, perspective. energy, yeah. entropy. So, yeah, well, but then again, he's destroying like it. He's, he's destroying destroyed it. it. Yeah, so he's already. Isn't the, I think the end of the movie shows you what he's after. He just wants a rest. He wants he's his like, own I peace. I just want to watch. <laughs> was it the sunrise? And that's not sun- power. Is the sun setting? Right? Yeah. He the just wants Southeast Asia somewhere. Right? I was thinking. Yeah, he's in Vietnam, right? He can get it. It was like uh, Dufresne and Morgan Freeman. They just want to go to Mexico. Where they want to go at the end? Say one to name. I feel like that was what made him the most appealing, like bad guy. Right. 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 These are the things I want to do. People are questioning him, and he's like. I think that's like I'm trying See, to just save people. Even he's it's like, my destiny. He's like, I told you not. Yeah. He's like, I never taught you to lie. He's like this good guy, and at the end, he does exactly. Yeah. It's not like he's that like was actually. Spooky. I'm gonna still kill everybody. I'm gonna kill everybody instead. You Thanos know, he did exactly like, what he said he would do. He's like Al Gore. <laughs> what? <where> Thanos <laughs> made these two movies about how humans are killing the planet, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> I'll get all these dumb and stones, and I'll snap my finger." And you'll all be sorry. I'm not following. What did Al Gore that. do? <laughs> I, I'm, with, I'm with Peter. Al Gore made, and, Al and Gore made an inconvenient <laughs> truth, which is, you know, about being green and eco-friendly and saving the ice caps. That's what Thanos is. But he's now he's out there doing it by himself, Al Gore? There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of... Uh, a Wait lot till he gets empathize. all these rocks. <laughs> a lot you can empathize with, with Thanos. <laughs> Al Gore's <laughs> looking for some stones. <laughs> <laughs> Al Gore, Al Gore's lost it. He's naked in the woods with like a gardening glove on, and he's taping rocks. <laughs> he's painting himself purple. Have you seen his chin? So Thanos, his 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 mission is you can empathize with it because we all totally. want, oh, absolutely we all want the Earth to be better and humans to live better, but it's just the means. Right. So that right. I the need the means. The, means. Ama- that's the perfect means. You snap a finger. Most people are dead. Like that's what he did, right? He just—it's not, it's 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 not even necessarily. This is why it's not even. I mean, it's cruel in the sense that w- what we had to see with Peter Parker. But it's not even like oh, they explode. You know, Doctor right. Manhattan makes them blow into bits or something. He says they will cease to exist, right. and that's kind of what you see depicted on the screen. They right. just cease right. to exist. Right. They, go, they turn into dust essentially. It was yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I think this right. is the end of the movies, man. This is a good ending. You know? <laughs> we didn't the, beat out those there's guys. not many films where they have the guts to. Let 
let the villain win. Right. I know. I appreciated that a Maybe, lot. But I'm the first one to say that the on villain. This. <laughs> He's like the know. what Peter and a bunch of you guys have got at, which was is great about Thanos, is that more you know like pe- the critique of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that the stakes are always too high. It's all oh my, oh my gosh, this thing's gonna blow up the world or these things gonna kill everybody. You know, even Loki, it's like oh he's got daddy issues and he doesn't think he was given his proper attention, so he just got something to prove he's gonna kill everybody. You know, I'm, they're gonna bow before me. Bow, you know, he's always like, doing his do speech on kneel, yeah. kneel. You gotta kneel. And the you know the dark elves, no one remembers what the heck they were doing. There's always these villains, the Red Skull. He's like a even more evil than a Nazi, and he wants to yeah. nuke the whole world with hydro waves. It's not that practical, you know. <laughs> well, let's think about it. But then I love how you said that. When <laughs> you get to Thanos, uh, there was even from the beginning there was utility. The way right? that he's depicted is at first I even thought like Thanos is dumb because <laughs> he's on this ship clearly he has the ability to kill more than he's killing and he's just like bye and he leaves Thor if you know Thor's going to obviously present a problem for him they're just leaving him there for the movie to mo- go along but then the more that the movie unfolded you see that like he's not interested in random acts of cruelty he doesn't want to kill people for the sake Very of calculated. killing them yeah. in fact he has a certain level of respect and admiration for at least Tony Stark and he says and you know there's like not the Hannibal Lecter thing where you're like oh he's just crazy and he says you know like creepy things to Clarice Starling he clearly it seemed like he meant what he said to Tony like I hope they remember you right and then there's a moral compass explicitly tell them like he he won't die and then he doesn't die he holds his promise okay like everyone well he traded he traded the stone stone. Doctor Strange gave him the stone oh okay at some point he but he honored Right, he honored the thing he said he would right. do. Right, yeah. which is really order. huge for right. the And so even Gamora, to a certain extent, we've learned because the stone doesn't have the capacity to be manipulated by Thanos. So Gamora's like, oh, you can't use me because you don't love me, you don't love anything. And he proves her wrong. Right, yeah. Because yeah. his right. sacrifice that was is considered moment. legitimate by the stone. He yeah. did love Gamora. And he like, you know, and then when Mantis touches his head, he's like, oh, he's in agony. He's grieving. Right. That's it's right. like Mike says. He's like, there are people who become convinced of a greater good. And in that sense, Thanos b- became entirely believable right. to me. And then it's like, he's convinced that this is his destiny. He's not power hungry. He's not malicious or even malevolent, really, at least not to his estimation. He's like, this has to be done. I'm the only person willing to do it. That's and then at the end, tragic. he's not like, ha ha, I'm the king. Right, he exactly. retreats to privacy and sanctity. He's a hermit. So, wait, wait, wait. So, so <laughs> we all love Thanos now yeah he's and, no, and so, so the good guy wait, wait, wait. did so, win so dude, so what my vision was like i see beck coming up to you this is what are, what are parents gonna say when they say i want to be thanos for halloween or whatever or i just get out of that marker start drawing them lines on his chin boy <laughs> thanos just wanted his his uh seat in the rice paddy looking at the sunset and that nice in that weird valley yeah. It looked nice. And I'll tell you another thing that this could segue is into another. Alan Silvestri's work on the score, to me, was serious top-notch. Because yeah, there's a, you know, dark. you watch movies, and I'm sure the scores are fine, but often you don't leave going, wow, that score was really excellent. Yeah. But there were several moments where the score was hitting so perfectly, and one of them is the final scene of Thanos walking yeah. out to sit mm-hmm. down, and there's yeah. this like subdued cello piece going on, and you're like, man, this is really haunting and beautiful. And then, you know, the ominous chords it strikes in the beginning. I was like, mm-hmm. go ahead, Alan Silvestrian. And his Avengers theme that he wrote for the first film and is still using still works really still well. Works, yeah. yeah, It sounds a lot yeah. like Alan Silvestri. He writes these like John Williams-esque themes. He made it darker. Themes. Yeah. 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 
It was good. Speaking of Avengers themes, the Avengers themselves in this movie, you know, to speak to what Liam first brought up, you're you're watching this movie that couldn't be more packed with content. I mean, mm-hmm. it's there's there's no downtime in the movie. There's yeah, they actually come, they come right out. You open the movie halfway through a scene. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then it's just like Which beat, beat, beat. It makes beat. sense because the formula for most of these superhero movies is oh, you catch them in the middle of some opening fight scene that kind of has Chasing something to a do villain, with something else. And maybe there's a connection. An expendable bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this one, you r- go right into the middle of it. Thanos is standing over the bodies of. Idris Ilba and the Valkyrie yeah. and who are just exhausted Asgardians. from Ragnarok, right? They're right. home there. You know, Asgard was just ruined. They're like, we got to get out of here. And then they <laughs> bump into the poor guys. Thanos. Yeah, they, just go, they just yeah. defeated their Hela. movie yeah. just got over. Yeah. So this actually picks up right where the stinger of Thor leaves you. And and uh, right, right. And you're immediately into the story. They didn't, yeah. They've got yeah. two and a half hours, and they did every last minute of it. And it's yeah. cool because you know the original Avengers film, which I still love, I still think is like a near perfect movie. I, I had such a great time watching it, and it holds up to watch it again. Um, it does a similar thing, albeit it feels radically slowed down because they're like, oh, here's where Tony Stark is. Here's where Steve Rogers is. Here's where Bruce Banner is. But then you have to give them this developmental downtime where mm-hmm. they're walking around on the helicarrier. There's a lot of dialogue, and we're going to do this, and here's the plan, and oh, this thing's going wrong, and now they mm-hmm. fight. Oh, downtime. Sure. we got to resolve this conflict. And this movie doesn't have the space for downtime. No. Right. Yeah. But like Peter said, I was like, I almost afterward, I was in a, like, a, a bathroom stall at the movie theater next to someone else and i'm like hey how'd they do that how did they give us non-stop action and non-stop like boom this thing boom this thing this yeah. thing and it didn't feel dumb because ordinarily thoughtful. you're just like oh geez they're just it throwing did. crap yeah. at your eyes there was there was a, so a thoughtful sequence to it because yeah. the transitions to bring in and and invite in new avengers worked so well like the the dying act of Idris Elba was to throw Hulk through oh, space, beautiful into the sanctum of Doctor Strange, and then Doctor Strange's like, "What do you? Who are you?" <laughs> and so then they they bring in Tony Stark, you know, who's walking next to the just connecting people right off the bat, Pepper Potts, yeah, I love and that. then Tony Stark is is. Uh, Fighting Squidward in the streets when Spider-Man and his—I was scared of Squidward. I, I thought he was cool. Yeah. He was a great like wizard guy, he like was, using yeah, the force scary. like that. that was I was riveted. That we, that, oh, that, that, that uh, Spider-Man was just right, yeah. riding the bus when he saw the donut in the sky, and so of course Stanley was world. driving Spider-Man to school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. So that whole the, oh, yeah. that whole dynamic of all of them coming together, Iron Man. The Hulk, Doctor Strange, oh. Spider-Man. We get out in space Seamless. super fast. <laughs> so fast. Yeah. And, and then, all just uh, going, going. And then it makes a lot of sense for um, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I always assumed they would be involved because of their close relation to Thanos. Thanos, yeah. So right. they show up pursuing that... Um, the distress signal. The distress signal. Them. That's the first and thing they, you hear. They hit yeah. Thor. <laughs> Yeah. Who opens like, oh, sure. his eye? Sure, Love it makes that. sense. They're here. It makes sense. They're running yeah. him, and then Thor gets on the ship, and he's like, "I've got to go do this." So rocket. And Even the way they distribute characters in like a screenwriting sense was brilliant because they're like how they matched them up. Yeah, they just be like, "Well, I don't know. It'll be funny if Thor and Rocket do some stuff and together." Groot, yeah. So they give them good reasons to, you know, of course Groot's going to go with Rocket. Rocket has a reason that he wants to go right. and get weapons. That's his big thing. Yeah. And now we've got a whole arc on the side of Thor, Rocket, Raccoon, and the freaking tree teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very fun. 
Yeah, and then and of then course when, Iron oh, Man. When when the, it finally brings the best. Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> you seem very <laughs> excited about Sorry. it. He's waving his arms in the air. <laughs> yeah, you guys can't we see. Got here, I said shut up, Tyler, ironically, because it's that's what it felt like I did. I'm, I apologize. He was waving his hands pretty yeah. aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> I just mean that like a great example of the way that it made it. They made things come all back together and satisfying elements. It's like Thor and Rocket Raccoon are out here on the other side of the universe trying to start up this with, thing with which you giant, know the giant Peter Dinklage troll. Yeah, with which the giant no Peter hands. Dinklage troll. Dwarf. Which Steel is, hands. Which is dwarf. my only He's complaint about the whole giant. movie. He was <laughs> cool. so dumb. He's an oxymoron. Which guy? Peter Dinklage is that giant who's like, oh, I make the weapons, boy. <laughs> like, get this dumb Remember guy. he can't, but Thanos, that was, right? The whole, I thought that was cool. Okay. I thought it was I cool like that, that they used a uh, small person to, like, made them bit. Uh, uh-huh. no, it's like a bodyguard. Cool. Oxymoron. Bodyguards, like bodyguards yeah. all time. It's really fun. Anyway, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying that, like, so there's this whole other topic, this whole other subplot going on while Thor's trying to replace a, a valid weapon to combat Thanos. Meanwhile, in Wakanda, everything's going nuts. These Venom monsters are coming in, and you know, Bucky's throwing Rocket Raccoon around, or throwing well, not, yet, yeah. not yet, yeah. But well, then, yeah. when Thor's grand re-entry oh. into the fight oh. is like this the moment where you're like, "Whoa!" You know, it's yeah, like yeah. that was beautiful. The God of Thunder, and it made cool. sense. It made that sense that that's where he would Remember when go. Rocket bonded with him and gave him that prosthetic eye. Yeah. Although that's, that's good right. From yeah. the other oh, movie. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but the way that they teamed him up was was really smart to me too. Yeah, the the Thor Rocket Groot combo was great. And of course Iron Man and Spider-Man are going to team up. But then they cut to um, Vision and Scarlet which his accent is gone. Yeah, in Scotland. <laughs> That's they, right. They just said, and, uh, just don't do it anymore. Vision was just a total letdown this entire Can time. Can we talk about that? No, hold on, hold on. But what was awesome about that sequence is that they had uh, Captain America, Falcon, and the Black Captain Widow. America reveal was serious. Oh, man. That, that, whole train, that whole train scene was amazing. How at the end of it, they left one of those aliens on the ground hurting, who eventually Beamed was hurt so bad that he eventually died later off screen. <laughs> Like that was a really cool. That was a really cool assembly of those as well, who then go to the Avengers headquarters, get War Machine, and then they go to Wakanda. So the whole sequence to it made so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. And old Ross, he had no idea he'd still be in these movies after. Right. That. <laughs> he was from Incredible Hulk. Yeah. He got yeah. a call yeah. years later. Want to come back? I yeah. guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Hugo Weaving, no, too good to come be the Red Skull for one day. He probably only had to be on that set one day. One <laughs> day. Like, I'm sick of that. Floating he head. didn't want to give the mask back. <laughs> so, <laughs> can we talk about how huge of a disappointment Vision was? Thank you. Please. Somebody's had to seen that. Why? Because Patrick? In what way? His power, his lack thereof. Look actually. how amazing well, he was in he Civil War. And we're thinking, uh, you can't kill Vision if he's just floating through giant Ant-Man. Well, he was yes. he was damaged. He was damaged up front. Yeah, they so said in the beginning he couldn't do that anymore. I know, yeah. but it was just so disappointing. It's, it's no, like they it, start the movie and they're like, well, Vision's going to beat everybody if he can go through them. They're like, yeah, just say he can't. <laughs> What's crazy to me is that they But that's not out. holding to the credibility of the stone. I right? mean, I guess you could argue that the God of Thunder became a pretty incredible weapon against Thanos, but... Uh, they took out Vision, who seemed undefeatable in, in most ways. Not even the Avengers themselves well, could compete with, with Vision. Besides Scarlet but Witch. But then also Hulk, who is notorious for just beating everyone up. Uh, and Vision and Hulk were both removed from the fight. Right, that was the thing. They took away the big weapon, so... Not only that. But they had Hulk. Black Widow, though. But this they had <laughs> Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she every took time she's in the scene, I'm like... She could get killed at any moment. Like, 
she is so vulnerable. How is she fighting these? She was in I, most I, of the previews. That's too. the one thing I'm like, what is she doing? Like, she couldn't block a sword like from one of these super strong. It would just be over. Tony Stark, how much time did you put in to building that Spider-Man outfit? In all these years, yeah, you can't make Black Widow some chain mail or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Totally. That's yeah. true. At the very least, give him her the old Spider-Man. <laughs> just give him those. Those are decent suits. She's got, got these like, dyed black. And yeah. Good, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know the, uh, the not only is Hulk out of the fight, but the CG credibility goes out of the fight too when Bruce Banner's head is yeah, floating, floating on the top of that Hulk or that Hulk Iron Man smasher. suit. Yeah. What it was? Oh, what yeah, happened? Yeah, that was weird. What happened? Yeah. They were working a late night. They must have been trying to get it. And they're like, "Oh, it comes out tomorrow." Like, everyone we just said, <laughs> they said they said send it and see what they say. And then an executive was like, "That's fine." And they're even, like, "Oh my god!" The machine's head was floating around weird. Yeah, it wasn't looking uh, right. There must be certain context. I'm guessing there are certain contexts where like same caliber of CG doesn't quite work out as well. Like, you know, like maybe it's a type of scene where like there's less fixed, like the frame isn't fixed or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that because it was like stationary or something and everybody's like, it's a real live shot. And then I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that like, it's not that that was a bad scene. It's that, same quality caliber CG might not always work like and look as seamless as it does when it's just only Thanos. Like he's all CG. There's no relative like real scene you, you next had to him to for reference. Uh, you know? mm-hmm. I'm guessing that that's why it looked like he was like. And speaking of CG, how come we had to make that girl with the horns all CG? Yeah, she they looked weird. Yeah. They couldn't to glue else. some horns on her head. She looked like uh, that guy from uh, the. Batman or the Justice League. She looked like she had a Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. That's what she looked like. <laughs> Why couldn't League. they just paint her face and but put horns on her that's head? That's just how the aliens look. They just look weird to us. But even her companion, <laughs> the demon dude, yeah. like somehow yeah. he looked better and they were both um, yeah. imagined entirely CGI. What was that trident, by the way? That was pretty cool. That big troll yeah. thing? Yeah. The trident? So, I, liked, um, I like the idea of these, you know, nondescript, just like Thanos has gathered henchmen his, from... Well, they were the his elder. children. Yeah. yeah. yeah they were yeah. his children. And Do you think that they're all, the just, they're all just plucked from planets that he's destroyed? He just picks one That's yeah. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And he loves them all, and he would, like, throw them off cliffs. And <laughs> yeah, work he has and to. He's like, oh, that work. Let's try this one. I don't know. I don't think he really loved robot girl that much. <laughs> How did you guys feel about uh, <laughs> robot the girl. fight scenes with Thanos? So like oh, when Peter Quill organizes that that assault on, uh, on Thanos where they almost get the glove off his hand. Doctor Strange is really powerful. Doctor Strange Let's is, just say is he pretty, held his own in that fight. That's true. I was, that was sharp. I love the prisms. That was great. Oh, that was the amazing. Right? And those all had actual yeah. Hindu meanings behind and it. I think too. it was Guten cool that he cool. I feel like was there was a, a guy who like uh, like I guess maybe intellectually like his a uh, opponent to Tony Stark you know and like doesn't like is also smart and kind of witty and gives him crap back like, that <laughs> was, I thought that was cool that was a cool dynamic they had a fun oh, chemistry yeah strange. strange they had a totally Sorry. fun chemistry going on yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> I uh, I the the comedy was really good. It just felt like a lot of fighting and then one liners. But the one liners were really good. Yeah, they, but I yeah, laughed. They were I laughed a lot time. in this movie, and I laughed especially when Spider Man said, "I'm I'm Peter." Oh, we're doing fake names. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, he doesn't have yeah. some I'm Spider-Man. And then, yeah. they get, and then, yeah, Tony Stark just calls him a wizard the entire yeah. time. Like, doesn't even... Yeah, Grab the fine. wizard with the <laughs> necklace. Go I get think, him. I think I laughed more <laughs> in this movie than any of the others. 
Yeah. yeah. yeah you didn't have time to laugh for too long because hilarious. something else yeah. was going to happen. But the funny Absolutely. thing is that, you know, I came back from it and uh, Abby's asking me all these questions and I'm begging her not to look on the internet. I'm like, just, I'll go, let's go see it again. Uh-huh. You'll, you'll, you'll want to experience this fresh. And she's like, it just seems like, you know, I hear people saying it, talking about it so dramatically. Is this one like super heavy and not all jokey? I was like, no, actually, it's absolutely really overflowing funny. with jokes. Right, yeah. But the general thing, <laughs> sense that you leave with is like, you know, trauma and yeah. darkness. Yeah. Uh, so that well, they, with them they're all again, dying, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the joke balancing act so well is the humor. Yeah, the comedy and, and the melodrama. Anyway. What, Jaren? Jaren's waving his hands in the air. <laughs> I just want to say, when they, the just when, calling they, when they introduce the time stone, though, and, and, and when it gets to this level of, like, I guess... Where are you going? Omnipotence. What? Now you're off on a whole other thing. I just want to say, it made stone? me feel... It, the, the sacredness of life and choice became less valuable to me in the movie because Ooh. of how, how far you go with, like, you know... That's all I'm saying. So it, it, no, it, no, that's great. That's it good. made me feel like the choice was. It's like, oh, okay, it's it's going to be fine because they have a time stone that can bring things back, or they have the reality stone that can change things. So if he dies, it's it, it's probably okay, or something. you know. So that it made me feel like there was when they increase that much kind of potential in the universe, it it loses. It makes Iron Man, for example, who's one of my favorite characters, feel more like a pawn. So it, you're saying the the the. The escalation of their power of the overall the, power, yeah. All the, the fighting super- has gone too high. It's too much. Maybe not. The f- no, I love the fighting, um, but I think just the the potential in the universe for that kind of power Same and that kind of too much power. omnipotence I, it weakened the the storyline because anything can almost happen. And when anything, I see can what you're happen, saying, but the the balance to that is that this is not a character who's interested in anything happening. He has right. one thing he wants to happen. And from what we can tell, even in the short clip of him, we see He's or the short two, two moments we see post the snapping of the fingers. And one is like the, you know, the Harry Potter moment with the <laughs> where he goes into King's Cross or whatever. And yeah. he sees young Gamora and Costed and this beautiful bit of dialogue where she says did you did, did you do it and he's like weeping and he's like yes like it pains him deeply to say right, yes right and she says how much did it cost and he says everything right and then when you know the next time we see him is his like uh you know Dufresne moment out there watching the sunrise and it, it it seems like from those two moments, like that's it. That's it for him. That's what he signed up for, and he's accomplished it. So when well, he no, it's the credits say Thanos will return. <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> that's but true. When he do. gets the time stone, there is like the whole. You know, I'll be the first to admit it worked on me because she blows up the stone on Vision's head, and I'm like, oh dang, I guess he yeah. won't do it then. I guess you know, like <laughs> how? I mean, it, I just saw it blow up. What else could happen? And Thanos is so chill, and you're like, oh right, yeah. he's gonna reload. Oh, then we go back to the Doctor Strange's movie and we're like, oh. Yeah, right. where he's but talking about the was apple. It, was it that was weird cool. that Thanos had to have the weird bracelet hologram stuff in order to control time? Just like all At least the just Doctor the visual. Strange aesthetic. Yeah, yeah you know, got to match visual. it up. So you're saying yeah. you're upset, Jaren. Not upset. I'm you're just saying that he's that freaking many, out. He seems he's pretty There's upset, a few yeah. too many characters with ultimate power that the rest of the characters like Black Widow are just <laughs> worthless. <laughs> like, absolutely. But here's the thing. Because after that movie, it made me read into the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I had to figure out why is this kind of power available and who is it wielded by because it makes the Avengers feel like pawns. And so I ended up reading and you find out there's, like, literally the one above all. Like, that's a name. That's a real 
character who I don't know if they'll introduce him or not. And then there's infinity they only and call eternity. Me that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the part where I'm just like, oh crap, we're going farther and farther in. Are there going to be just more characters that are just like that kind well, you of know, style? Of, yeah. You well, know. here's the thing: is like, yes, it's, <laughs> it's just everybody's going to snap. This is going to be snapping though for two hours. <laughs> just reality <laughs> change. Every I have snap, a really, snap, I have snap. a serious question. <laughs> now this, this glove is called an infinity gauntlet. Like a glove, right? And this infinity gauntlet oh, okay. holds six stones. Yeah. One on each finger, and then one on the back of the hand. Yeah. And made by the dwarf. Once, a, once collected onto this glove, these Gauntlet. stones mm-hmm. form the ability to snap your fingers and obliterate <laughs> exactly 50% of the population oh, of the planet you you're on. It's your reality. It's what he it wanted. Your yeah. reality oh, okay. Happen. See, it just, it just happened. I mean, he snapped for attitude, I guess. But I don't it think was just, well, like, he snapped to make like, good on his Just yeah. a, Finish the flex that he <laughs> earlier had the in time. the movie. He <laughs> described it by saying, "I could snap my fingers and make this problem I could go clap, away." See, I could clap my hands. We don't know that it's a literal <laughs> feature. It may be. That this, you is have what, to snap. this is what. This is what. Those are the exact <laughs> outputs. <laughs> this depends on the I'm engineer. Asking. It depends who on who engineer. wrote the code for this glove, <laughs> and why did they design it with such a terrible outcome? <laughs> the snap is for us. We saw that snap, and yeah. we knew exactly. It was for us. It absolutely was for us. Did he have the glove on at the end? The gauntlet or not? We can't tell. There's there's been some debate. Someone leave. Is, is it on, on a mantle? Or is I it like thought that I remembered not seeing it in that final moment, and then yeah. someone said, "No, oh, he had it on." So I was like, "Well, oh wait, which one is it?" Because that kind of changes we'll everything. It was all busted up. Here's the thing, though. Those oh yeah, th- yeah, you're dead right. It was, yeah, no, it was pretty bad. Right. You're like, dead right, what? man. It was like yeah. crushed. Was and when he like snapped, it like crushed up and like ruined. Yeah. yeah. It's like they gave us breadcrumbs for the next one. You know, like they showed like the mold for it, and then Thor woke the star up so they could make another one if they needed to. But you're here's just over, you just know everything, don't you? You're just well, that's you're the one above all. No, it's you're right. Here's my question, though. I think those stones have a motive of their own. Well, hold up, right? Because no, don't hold up, Jeremy. They have wait, the wait, ability wait. to what, banish. What are the stones well, that, again? The, the infinity, the infinity stones. stones. No, I know. Yes, thank you. We could be yeah, here all that's day. Part of the title. <laughs> it's, it's the one above the all. That was his original form. <laughs> like his original form split up into those stones, according to legend. Are we talking about the comic books or the movies? No, now? the movies. It's comic books. What the movie should credify. The movie. Credit. The, 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 the credit or the exposition proof. of the film said that they are <laughs> precious stones Making that came out of the original Big Bang. Yeah. Which yeah. the Big Bang was the one above all, according to great. That. But what all were right. the stones? It was time. It was Power. reality. The, the essential elements that created the universe Soul. were concentrated into stones. Mind. Six the stones. Mind. That was what the vision mind. Power. Vision I don't mind. know. That's right. Anyway, they uh, have the ability. Glove. Reality. So he puts on the Wait, power Patrick's glove. Patrick's got something no, to no, say. Listen, listen. No. Here Patrick they says. had the ability to do things. They banished, like Red Skull tried to harness one and they said, you can't. And they banished him and gave Who's him they? like a job. The, the stone. He oh. even does talk about the stone That's as if the stone is sentient. Thanos collect them and snap. So... That's interesting, right? The stone reeks a terrible price. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He right. talked about it as if it had control over him and not vice versa. This is precious all over again, man. The pre- now, do you guys blame <laughs> Peter Quill for all of this? Kind of. Why was he getting all upset? Don't get upset. Just, just keep it together, man. <laughs> keep it together. They're cool. going to take the glove off him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I you could yeah. blame him. You could easily blame him. No, that, really those elements <laughs> were important because the... Thanos' solution to the problem was kill half of everybody, and the good guy said, we won't sacrifice even one person. And they could have, all of them, if they just sacrificed one of their people, could have solved the whole thing. But none of them would do it. Well, that's that's just point. good writing. 
That's a it good was. point. Yeah. Right. It was. And answers, I agree. You know, uh, people, <laughs> Captain America <laughs> is one of my favorites, and people pick on him because he's like, oh, he's a Boy Scout. Well, even Mike was like, I just can't relate to the guy. He's too, <laughs> he's too good, you know? And uh, says he looks too good in, too. in the <laughs> small amount of space that he, you know, it's like he's you're competing for space with everybody. I just felt like Chris Evans does such a good job at like bringing everything that that character's been in into the frame when he walks out. He's like, yeah. Uh, he when he comes in. out, you know, even I know he had like long hair and a beard or whatever. But he had Thor's look. There's a sense of like, oh, that's not the same Captain America that we had several movies right. ago, and right. he's just like so no nonsense and he's talking with such like disrespect to you know his uh the ross guy when yeah. they, we're not asking we're doing this and that scene where he's just desperately trying to pull it's captain america's is quite a strong fellow he's trying to pull this glove <laughs> off of thanos and you know there's just that look of desperation You're like man this whole guy this like i was thinking like this his whole life has been about this desperate attempt to do the right thing in the face of ultimate evil and here's what for him is the ultimate like he's guys gonna kill half the people in the universe he just can't do it and then he has to be privy to what happens afterward because he doesn't erupt into a pile of ash right wow. he's, he's yeah, sitting no. there on the ground and wow. he goes oh my god it yeah. was cool though when thanos kind of paused like dang he's kind of strong yeah yeah that, yeah. that was yeah. awesome that was yeah, awesome that's a good point that you make i feel like he had such little screen time but somehow he like bring he like Still the captures that character. Like I feel like some of the other characters are like they're just here saying their line that we know them for or whatever. But somehow like I, feel, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how much actual screen time he had, but it felt like not a lot. But it felt important and he did it well. Sure. And like and even he felt different. And normally you I mean you could attribute that to being like oh he didn't have enough screen time so that's why he felt it I don't know no, he played think, it with a weightiness yeah. this time it wasn't as lighthearted and his reveal was like for me like the cool hero moment when he comes walking out of the shadow oh, and you're like dude, oh yeah get subway. him bust him up he caught that spear <laughs> <laughs> yeah was he great. was he was the was the cool was silhouette over on the other side of the train that even caught the aliens that's what we just said yeah yeah yeah, yeah, come on, Caught Tyler. It's not, it's it's not that late. Yeah, and then uh, spear. Uh, they, he and Black Panther have that cool trade-off where Black Panther is, you know, calling shots on Wakanda. He's like, "Get this man a shield." And you're like, oh, "Yes, please." That yeah. was awesome. that, and that trade-off with uh, with Groot, where he's like, "I'm Groot." He's like, "I'm Steve Rogers." <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was funny. Come on, and then Thor is like, "You, you're copying my beard." The way that they find these comedic moments, because the Marvel universe, yeah. especially Avengers, on and Tony Stark obviously had a lot of humor, but. I, th- I think Avengers was the first movie that was just like, we're going to find a way to inject these one-liners and this witty banter that's not just relegated to our one sarcastic character. You know, it's like Ninja Turtles has Raphael and he makes the sarcastic lines and the rest of them are kind of like straight Michelangelo. men. Michelangelo. is just a dummy, you know? And he's then, a party dude. He's a party oh. dude by his own <laughs> attribution. <laughs> And uh, spoiler. <laughs> so Tony Stark is like, you know, he's the sarcastic one. But when then you get to Avengers and you're making jokes about like, oh, that guy's playing Galaga and he really is playing Galaga. That's why in the Marvel Universe, kind of like we're going to be funny now. Sure. And, and it gets up, you know, to the 10th degree with Guardians and then Ragnarok. And this was such a tightrope balancing act of like you guys saying, like there are these one liners that find a way to effectively communicate the faithful t- comedic tone of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but in the midst of like huge stakes that right. don't feel like they're lessened. It didn't feel like it turned into Transformers or something. It felt oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. this is great. This is super fun. And also, ah, mm-hmm. that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. I think there are a bunch of like, I mean, this isn't necessarily related to what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not really at all. But uh, other than just like praising the movie, like there are just like 
small scenes that I was like, that was cool. Like they like just I like that one thing in particular, and like maybe this isn't significant, but like when Hulk shows up and he's like, "Yo, the bad guy's coming. He's really bad. You should listen to me." They're like, "Okay." We're going to listen to you. You know, it was like, I feel like so many movies like, no, he's really bad. Like, come on, <laughs> we got to prepare. Yeah. And they're just like, it'll be fine. We're going to figure this out later. But I don't know. And you have to be the audience who knows yeah, more like, than the no, characters. Right, right. But it was just like right away. He's like, yo, where is, we need to get Rogers on the phone or whatever. Like, this is real. And it, it was cool that they responded that way. Like a bunch of subtle things like that. I feel like all over the movie, it's like peppered that it was like, oh, that, this, is a, this is a scene that you can disappoint me but you didn't. Right. Yeah, they made, right. the, they made right. the most of moving things along efficiently without it feeling stupid. Right. And, you know, along those lines, we can wrap up by, I think, combating, because Jaron's the only one who just hates this movie's guts. <laughs> he didn't like vision. The, the, the critique that was kind of floating around, there was this in a, a review, and I think, what was it, the Polyvore? New Yorker? Uh, that one of the big reviews for the movie, the headline was... Uh, there's a New Yorker, yeah. The New Yorker said that it's essentially a commercial for the other Marvel movies. Right. So, so a lot of the critique was... There's no character development, no, char- no even character introductions for some of them. Yeah, and they're yeah. complaining about the fact that 19 movies in, you need to know something about this yeah. franchise. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And the joke's like, yeah, open any book to chapter 20 and start reading as if that's fair to the story. Yeah, and I, I thought, like, man, for the accomplish this, accomplishment that this movie is in the level of self-sufficiency that it does have to then pick on it that 19 movies in it assumes that you might know something about this cinematic universe just feels so ridiculous to me it feels like such a cheap like sure i don't like comic books yeah i think there's something you said like i feel like i mean because i think there's certainly a validity to us a movie does it stand on its own like is it is it a merit in itself just being a movie without like backstory is it necessary and i i feel if you hadn't seen you know, 19 movies and you went into this, you'd be like, what the heck? I want to see. I want to know more about this. Exactly. This is a huge seed that I want to like know more right. about these but very interesting, complex characters right. and but how they're relating. I feel like I don't think it is self-sufficient. We wouldn't know if it was. Would you want, it's not know. supposed to be. It's though, not right? self-sufficient at all. But, but it wasn't right. never but created come on, to be. Can we expect it to be? No, that's of course not. not. It's well, like it's like can we ask it to be? Uh, series, you know, the the twentieth book in a series, and being like, well, I know, who's going lost? to see like, Deathly Hallows and being like, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And screw this <laughs> movie, you know. They didn't give him this guy didn't have a nose at all, and he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my joke about Voldemort. Right. Write down spoiler because Voldemort doesn't have a nose. Right. Can you put spoilers about Voldemort's nose? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the point is that like. Is it fair now for Marvel? Because Marvel has movie to movie. It has, they have done a certain level of work in the self-sufficiency department. You go see Doctor Strange, you don't need to know anything else. If you do, you'll have some, a little bit more fun because you'll catch these references. Even if you right. go see Spider-Man Homecoming, you can just see Spider-Man Homecoming. If you have seen the other movies, there's the references. You know, I think this guy's a war criminal now and you know the, the Captain America infomercials, things like that. How the Chitari tech got there, all that stuff. You don't need to know, mm-hmm. but it does embellish sure. the experience. Right. But again, when I got home and Abby, I was talking to Abby and I was just like, she said, oh, I, what do I need to rewatch? I don't, I don't know if I ever saw Doctor Strange and I'm trying to think like, well, no, you don't necessarily need to have seen all of them. But yeah. if you go in blind, 
I can't imagine tracking with this movie. You'd be like, right. who and what? <laughs> Just like, even there, there's a like, raccoon? The the mantis girl is touching his head and reading his thoughts. If you didn't see that movie, you'd be like, yeah. who is she and exactly. what is she doing? Oh, my exactly. gosh. That was self-explanatory. Know, she like, touched his head and said what he was feeling. I get yeah. it. I get it. <laughs> I wouldn't have. Yes, you would have. We give you that much credit. <laughs> but no, there's a lot. But you what would. you're getting at, there's a lot more. There's like, why is this tree... What's up with the tree? Yeah, they expect you to know those characters and what they're doing. Yeah, like but I thought for a beautiful cause because I waited 19 movies to see certain characters join up, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's but see that, that, yeah, and that the trade-off is, you know, so we can't explain fun. everything to you, but man, is this satisfying it's if you so like satisfying. to see, you know, the Guardians yeah. and the Avengers on the screen at oh, the same time, so good. fighting together. So mm-hmm. it's like, shut up, New Yorker. <laughs> You know, we still right. haven't seen the Captain America and Iron Man weren't in a scene together in this movie. That's right. Oh, yeah, and he still, still hasn't beef, said probably. Avengers Assemble. Avengers. 20 movies yeah. in. Yeah. So yeah. I thought about that today for some that reason. Like Iron Man never called him. Yeah. Iron Man never called Captain America. still alive, America. though. No, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner, Banner, Banner took Banner it. That's right. But yeah, Iron Man and Captain America still have not talked. Yeah. Now let's let's discuss this stinger at the end. Oh, I was just about to say that. Same thing. Me. I was so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got Nick Fury and Colby uh, Smothers. What's her Agent Hill? Agent yeah. Hill, right. riding in an SUV. What happened? When was the last time we saw Nick Fury? Was it Age of Ultron? Uh, which movie does it doesn't in Civil War? Doesn't he or Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier. He gets dead, but not dead. Yeah, right, and Age of Ultron's <laughs> after that. He has a small. He shows up in Hawkeye's barn. In Age of, Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's the last time we see but him. But the last significant he role he had in patch. Winter Soldier. He took off his eye patch and put on sunglasses. Is that and right? Wasn't he retiring? Cause that was at the end of Winter Soldier. Yeah, he was in a Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Then he just had it back. Yeah. And then, and then what's the last time shield, we saw... Sh- shield goes down in Winter Soldier. Right, yeah, because... He it was Hydra, right? Shield anymore. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Hydra. Yeah, yeah, that was something. Write that on that as a spoiler. <laughs> well, you know. Winter Soldier. Big spoiler. Shield so, is Hydra. <laughs> so they're they're r- driving in the car. And they're saying, have you heard anything from Iron Man yet? And they talked about s- spottings of things over Wakanda. And then then they start disappearing before. But luckily, he pulls out that pager. A 90s pager. So, of course, the, ma, you know, Samuel w. L. Jackson has to almost say mother effer. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. L. I bet he asked. Yeah. Can, I, can I, guys? Can I think I he asked. I think they probably were like, they're like, you should say this. Yeah. Say the line. <laughs> so, uh, well, he pulls out this pager. Gentlemen, and my question is to you. I've to had Marvel it with these snakes. <laughs> uh, WTF. Well, yeah, a bunch of people in my theater said some things immediately right when they saw that. They were Nerds. like, "What they shout?" They they kept saying, "Doctor Marvel, Captain, Captain Marvel, Doctor Marvel, <laughs> Captain Doctor Marvel." <laughs> yeah. I don't know, people, oh, Doctor Marvel, Doctor Marvel. Yeah, what, I was sitting I next to our Captain. very own Bethany Allen, and she said, "Are we supposed to know what that is?" And I kind of sighed and went, "It's Captain Marvel," and that's because. <laughs> You know, I recognized the logo, mm-hmm. and I just thought, oh, after this, what to me was maybe the best Marvel movie. I, I feel confident saying it. It might be for me the best Marvel movie. I'm supposed to get excited about Captain Marvel. I couldn't care less about. Uh, I Captain had someone Marvel. in my theater say, um, "It's actually pronounced Captain Marvel." <laughs> <laughs> what a wow. jerk! Was it, what was a it you? Jerk. You live Did in a different part of town. Oh no, no, it wasn't me. I swear it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was just to sh- let us know that they're going to fix it. There's hope. Yeah. yeah. 
I think we know that there's. I think that it alluded to like yeah, well, Doctor Strange. You could look back and right? r- you can, you know. Do Do you guys think that know. there's there's something to be said about even the existence of sequels in the works? That they're gonna fix it. Like if there's no, another I, Black Panther movie, you know he can't be dead. Or if there's another Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie, yeah. he can't really yeah. be gone. Their Even if no other movies were coming, I mean, we'd know something's gonna. What if but they just they send us an email? Because well, no, Doctor Strange just said there's one possibility. Those movies aren't right. coming until after the next Avengers movie. Right. But you yeah. know, the Russo brothers are like, oh, we have to. We these stakes. They won't say obviously definitively either way, and they shouldn't. But they're like, the stakes are very real. You got you know emotional writing and art doesn't work unless the stakes are real and we're committed to these stakes and stuff and you're like eh. i think what they mean to say is my speculation is like well they will it will have ramifications even if somebody comes back to life it's not just going to go back to the way it was. right they did an interview recently and somebody said can they undo what happened and they said well yeah they can undo it but we'll have a great cost so that's why do we have to ask them crap right it's just yeah. like it's yeah. next year <laughs> we'll all sit down and we'll see exactly what happens. We'll it looks it to me like the original plan of splitting one movie into two parts is still taking place, but they said, no, 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 we're not going to do that anymore just to throw us off. Yeah. Yeah, and probably a little bit of like, yeah, but what if we did it like this? And the more they thought about it, they're like, well, we'll have to wait to promote the second movie at all, even in name, because there might be some indication of what's going right. to happen in the first one. Because it's like Avengers, Avengers. Infinity War 2, everyone's dead. <laughs> Yeah. Avengers, we the resurrection. We it. <laughs> yeah, the resurrection. We're back. As usual, some jerk out there is ready to complain about Avengers: Infinity War. Perhaps the gentleman who wrote the review in the New Yorker. If that's you, leave a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com and let us know where we went wrong in our love for Avengers: Infinity War. Because man, it's up to you to spoil our good time. <laughs>